This is Raw Cut. Welcome to Life Bursts. I'm Matt. And I'm Sarah. And today we've got our youngest guest so far of the season. And the voice at the end of this episode is going to blow you away. Yes, welcome to Life Burst with Matt and Sarah. And today we are interviewing a girl that I saw in Rundle Mall in Adelaide, South Australia. And her voice and her kindness just blew me away. And I thought we have to get here her in on Life Burst. So welcome, Julia. Thank you. Great. Thank you for coming in. And uh, for those who are listening, we have a guitar behind us, mm. uh, so we might have to bring that out a little bit later. But Julia, take us back uh, right at the beginning. Where did life start out for you? Oh, uh, well, I was born uh, in O'Sullivan Beach. Uh, that's where my first house was with my parents. Um, and I used to, and I lived next door to my best friend who I've still got contact with. We've been friends for 16 years which is pretty much my entire lifetime at the moment. I've got a really good relationship with my parents. Uh, we do everything together. Uh, I've lived in six houses with them. Wow. Uh, from Morphervale to Seaford. Uh, we've also been traveling a lot. Um, most wow. of the travels happened when I was about six months old and I celebrated my first birthday in Amsterdam. Wow. Okay. There are some stories. I want to know about this, the first house. First house was O'Sullivan's Beach. Uh, we lived next door to my friend, as I said. We pretty much did everything together because our parents were best friends. Uh, we'd throw water balloons at each other, have a year old. Um, and shortly after moving out of that house, we had my brother. Okay. What was that like? <laughs> It was strange. He would, unlike me, I was a very quiet child. My brother was the opposite. Like he was just loud and crying all the time. Right. Yes. Um, but no, it was a lot of fun. I had a new playmate because we moved away from that house and I eventually grew up to love him. He still annoys the hell out of me. <laughs> but you know, that's what brothers are meant to do. That's right. He's yeah. doing his job as a brother. Yeah, yeah. he is. And were you a, a beach family being close to the beach there? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we kind of had to stop going to the beach because I got sick a lot. Right. Like the cold, it just made me really, really sick. Mm. Don't know why. It's just I had a really bad immune system. It's a lot better now. Um, we go to the beach quite a bit now. Um, but, yeah. Do you know how to surf and boogie board and swim? And I used to know how to surf. Um, I learned it in aquatics. Okay. As we all do in primary school. Mm -hmm. And I fell off the board like three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, so what, what's the secret to being able to surf really well? Have good balance and don't be afraid to fall into the water. The mm. water will not hurt you. <laughs> Is that what you were afraid of? Yes. <laughs> Just yes. Yeah. So you mentioned the travels and you were pretty young uh, with some of those, so you would, wouldn't have a lot of memory of them. But, but no. what, what took uh, you and the family on travels? Was holidays? Um, not really holidays, but my, my dad's side of the family is Dutch. Mm -hmm. So like Netherlands and Amsterdam and all that. So we went over there with my grandparents when I was six months old. Uh, we spent a lot of time there. Um, we went across Europe. So I think we went to Germany. 
Um, I've got a few photos we've got in front of lighthouses as well. Um, yeah, not too much to remember. Uh, one of the other travels we did was in 2015 when we went to Perth. Mm -hmm. That much I do remember. Yeah. It was a lot of fun because we got to stay in this really cool hotel which had a like pool and spa at the bottom mm -hmm. of the, like the bottom floor. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun, especially when you go there like 10 o'clock at night and there's no one there. And then me and my brother would just make ruckus. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. And my favorite memory from that trip is the walk-in aquarium. Okay. So you got to like, there was like glass, but you could see the sharks. Mm. It was really cool. You also weren't scared of the sharks then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So yeah. moving around in Adelaide and, and a little bit of overseas in between, you so moving houses a lot. You had Did you have to make friends each of those moves, each time you moved to a new house? Mm. No, because each time we moved to a new house, I was in the same school. Okay. Um, I was actually very fortunate in that my parents let me stay at my primary school. Um, so I didn't have to make new friends every single time. And I was a year old when we went overseas, so it wasn't hard to make friends. Mm -hmm. oh, that's right. And Matt, in his interview, shared about how he'd moved around to lots of different places and lots of different schools. So. Mm -hmm. Was that to do with your parents' work as to why you moved around to different places? Um, or? It, I think it was more just a family getaway as such. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we did it a lot. We had a lot of fun. We went with my grandparents as well. And I think my brother's the only one who hasn't been overseas yet. Okay. Okay. All right. So it sounds like some adventures along the way, although you were too young for some of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, so you had a best friend in your first house. You had another friend in your second house. You had your brother carrying you through as friends <laughs> yeah. as well. Um, friends are a big part of your life um, and continue to be. Absolutely. I've got these two really good friends. Um, I've known them since I got into high school. Uh, we do pretty much everything together. We've got like matching rings. Uh, I did this really funny joke at a hotel the other night for my 17th mm -hmm. where I proposed to her with the ring oh. and it was the cutest thing. I loved it. Friendship <laughs> ring forever. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we also have matching scrunchies. So like yeah. scrunchies mm -hmm. are like these. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've got a purple panda. My friend's got a turtle and the other one has another animal which i can't That's remember a fun time of your life then yes but yeah we do a lot of things together and honestly we're kind of inseparable so outside of schooling and of course if people are watching this and see a guitar behind you what else do you get up to um i am part of an extracurricular group called gospel collective right. uh it's run directed by charmaine jones mm -hmm. and we do performances at the fringe um, this last year was Jackson vs. Jackson. Uh, it's a whole lot of fun. It's a great community. They're there to support you in every endeavor. Um, and it's one of the best things that have happened to me. Okay. And so involvement in that, does that, are you a singer? Is that, yes. yeah. Okay. So, uh, we might have to backtrack a little bit. Singing, so. singing and music is obviously a big part of your, your life. Um, how early on do you remember that being being a part of who you are what you do god um well it started with my grandparents who were singing okay my grandfather's in love with elvis mm -hmm. um my dad he's singing and does guitar and minority piano 
I'm I'm much better than him. Okay, <laughs> Christ. Um, yeah, it's just a whole family generational thing. I started when I was about two when I sang the Wiggles, uh-huh. uh, fruit salad song. Yes, <laughs> got a lot to answer for the Wiggles. Yeah, 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 I actually went to see them live once at the entertainment center. I think. Yeah. It was just it's so fun. Um, and then, yeah, I continue to develop my music and grow as a musician, learning different instruments. I learned guitar from my father, um, also a bit in primary school where I learned how to play chords and rhythm. And it's brought me to where I am today. Yeah. So is your house just full of music all the time? Yes. My brother has his door shut often <laughs> and yelling, shut up. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So uh, pretty early on, you realised that you not only love music to sing like many people do, but but to, to learn to play, to commit to learning mm. guitar. They were pretty, primary school, you were you were keen and committed. Yeah. Right. So what instruments do your parents play? Uh, my mum, she sings. She doesn't really play an instrument. Uh, mm. She's more the sporty sort of person. She does like netball and hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's my dad's side of the family. He's all musical. I, they play like guitar, piano, they sing. One of my uncles plays the didgeridoo, which I didn't know he could do until like three months ago. There we go. Okay. Well, we'll <laughs> come back to find out more of Julia's story straight after this here on Life Verse with Matt and Sarah. If you like what you're hearing, please write a review of this podcast on your podcasting app, or you can share this on social media. Welcome back to Life Verse with Matt and Sarah. Today we're chatting with Julia, and later on we're going to be hearing her beautiful singing voice. Now I keep, you know, upping this, but it's it is it is really good. I was very blown away when I heard <laughs> her singing in Rundle Mall in Adelaide in South Australia. So it's really exciting to have her in. Now we have skimmed over your brother and I feel like that's an important part of your story because I'm sure, because I have a younger brother too, I'm sure there are many, many stories you could share with us of things that you two used to do. Yeah, well, my brother and I, we always had your typical brother-sister relationship where you don't get along at certain parts but you do at other bits. Um... I think one of my favorite memories of him when we were like really young, I would have been about five and him three, uh, we would take either Nutella or peanut butter jars from the cupboard and then hide behind the couch to eat them. Okay. <laughs> At least you didn't say Vegemite, so that's good. Yeah. My brother, he's got a really weird taste for it, which I never understood. He has Vegemite on pancakes. Okay. Different. Yep. It's just. Different. True Aussie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and did you ever get fi- found out? Yes, many, pretty much every time. <laughs> and yet you kept doing it. <laughs> so partners in crime. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. He, he led you astray, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't have been your instigation. Uh, it's debatable. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, and so uh, you mentioned the beach as well. Did, he was always out yeah. with you as well. Yeah, well, we had um, a bull mastiff, Nala, and we used to run into the water with her and then we play this game where if the crust of the wave touches you, you're dead. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. I used to share the same game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I haven't played that one. Well, not like dead, dead. So like the white parts of the ocean yeah. that come up through the sand, yeah. if that touches any part of your feet or your body, you're pretty much out of the game. Yeah. You're just a different generation. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Summer's coming. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But, so, yeah. yeah, good to have a playmate. Oh, absolutely. Um. But no, he was an amazing brother, really. He supported me through everything, no matter how many times he told me to shut the heck up. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he always pushed me to be my best, and I do the same for him. And it's yeah, about- honestly, it'd be so different without him. Aw, what's his name? Mikey. Oh, there you go, Mikey. Your sister just said some really nice things about you <laughs> on television. <laughs> I think it's the only time I've ever been that sincere to his face. <laughs> ah, true brother-sister relationship right now. Okay, primary school, primary school, what did you get up to? What did you do? Well, from the age of five, I started performing at the Hopgood Theatre. Uh, we used to do these plays in production that our school principal would put together because okay. um, he was also our music and drama teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the first one I did was called Space Cadets where we had to wear these frilly little skirts and silver antennae. Yeah. And it looked super strange, mm-hmm. okay. but it was so much fun. Um, and from then on, I fell in love with acting and singing because it was just, it's like musical theatre a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kept doing it throughout all of primary school. In the sec- my second year, we did a play called Good, the Bad and the Mexicans, which was a take on, like, um, barkeepers and, like, Texas and... Oh, okay, and yeah. Western. Yeah, yeah, yeah West, West, Western yeah, stuff. Yeah, definitely. What did you love about it? What What was the feeling inside of you that you loved so much? I think it was just the sense of being able to contribute something to my community because we used to have heaps of schools come into the Hopgood Theatre to watch it. Mm-hmm. It was also being able to have that sense of community as a school because we didn't have many people in our school. I think the most we had was 120. Okay. Um, and to work together as a team to build those sort of productions in place um, and as young as we were to do that and put our commitment to it, it was a fantastic thing to do um, together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fell in love with it and I kept pursuing that until I got to high school. Yeah. So were you nervous at all yeah. at any time? Uh, every time. How every do you deal time. with that? How do you deal with the nervousness like when you're in primary school? How do you deal with it? Uh, well, year one and from year one to year four, I didn't really feel the nervous because I was just a little kid pretending mm-hmm. to be something mm-hmm. on stage. Yes, that's right. Um, and then I got my first main role in year five playing mm-hmm. Princess Cabbage Patch. Okay. That was the name of my role. It mm-hmm. was uh, your typical Queen Guinevere story okay. and Lancelot, Camelot, that sort of thing. It mm-hmm. was a twist on it. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, that's when I started really feeling the nerves because I'm like, oh, my God, am I going to destroy this? Am I going to mess it up for the entire cast? Um, I had to breathe a lot. I drank a lot of water. Uh, and my dad, he was sort of just there for me. Like, he was there for me every single time. There hasn't been a time when he's missed a performance, which credit to him because there's been, like, 80 or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What, what did that nervousness feel like the first time? First time it just felt like 
I was just shaking. It was cold. I was hot. Just, I felt like I wanted to crawl back into my bed and not think about it ever again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but dad, he was always there for me to help me and guide me through that. Uh, and I kept breathing and learning how to manage my nerves correctly instead of just dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause if you're too confident, you're going to destroy it. If you're underconfident, you're also going to destroy it. Mm. You don't want to be under or overconfident. It's just a stage etiquette. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and throughout the years I've learned to deal with it and I don't feel the nerves as much anymore. I still get a bit nervous, which is normal for any performer, but it doesn't affect me as it used to. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you ever feel uh, just really discouraged back in those early years? Yeah, uh, not just the nerves, but other times where you thought you're going to throw in the towel. Yes. Yeah. What? What was? Was it other people? Uh... No, it was myself. It was my okay. final production uh, in year seven. I was really, really sick. Like I had the flu, and I had to do the play because no one else knew my parts. Mm-hmm. I'd memorized ninety nine lines for a like hour and a half play, mm-hmm. and. I just wanted to quit. I was just so done. And then my dad just came up to me and said, Julia, go take a nap and then we'll get you up in 30 minutes to get ready. So I took a nap. I felt better. But then when I got to it, I started shaking and coughing heaps and heaps and heaps. Uh, During an intermission, my dad had to come and give me honey water. Mm -hmm. Um, It helped, but every line, it was just coughing. Mm -hmm. Hi, I'm Rebel. <laughs> Hi, this is... <laughs> it was just constant. It just wouldn't stop. And it was actually my dad, but also the cast of that crew, because a lot of them were my friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I had such a great community helping me with it. And it's not them who got me through it. Mm. Oh, well done. Yes. <laughs> it's still performing to this day. Yes. So... Yeah, you yeah. mostly work for it. So what were other long-term strategies that you've learnt to cope with that nervousness? Because I'm sure there's people that are listening and watching to this <laughs> that are just like, come on, tell me what they are, Julia. I want to know what they um, are. Definitely taking deep breaths. So in for four seconds, out for four seconds. Doing that repeatedly. Uh, and just saying to yourself, try your best. If you mess it up, keep going. Because that's the only way you're going to persevere. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm sure as well that if, like, if you mess up, like, other people wouldn't know that you've messed up either. It's just you as well. Is that sometimes the case? Sometimes it'll be the case where I'm able to play off a mistake. Uh, for example, I had my most recent school showcase on Wednesday last week. Mm-hmm where I was emceeing the night with a group of students and completely botched what I was meant to say. But I was able to play it off and no one noticed, which was good. Mm. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, so it happens too, doesn't it? Yeah. And you don't beat yourself up about it. No, you don't. Because you try your best at everything you got to do. You're going to make mistakes. It's what makes us human. And you just have to persevere through it and not uh, beat yourself up about it. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, that's some really good advice, and you, you, you've lived it yourself. Yeah, I agree. Such a young person already telling us all this stuff. It's excellent. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Thank you. We will be back with more life buzz with Matt and Sarah straight after this. 
Hey, did you know this show is available in video too? You can find it at rawcut.com.au. Welcome back to Life Bursts. I'm Matt. And I'm Sarah. And today we are interviewing Julia and sharing about her life, which has so far been full of lots of advice for people, especially if people are feeling nervous. And you've taught us a few different things. Breathing in for four seconds, breathing out for four seconds. Mm. Um, And, yeah, just so much already. Well, let's move on from primary school into high school. Did you continue with your acting career? Continue pursuing that. Uh, no, I didn't. Um, I went into music. When I was in year eight, we couldn't do two performing arts subjects at the same time. So I had to pick either music or drama. I went into music. Was that hard? Year eight music? No, no, no. Was it hard to choose between music or drama? Um, no, it wasn't okay. really. I knew music was always where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, drama was just a secondary thing. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, it wasn't really a hard decision. Okay. Mm. So what did music look like? Very different from primary school music. <clears throat> uh, we started learning like music notation. So what treble clef and bass clef were um, and how to recognize key signatures. And it got a whole world of confusing. Right. Yeah, I was going to say what, I, I know what a treble clef is and I know what, but yeah, what's, what are the other things? <laughs> <laughs> so bass clef, it's the weird upside down six. Yeah. It basically tells you like what the lower registers are. So in a vocal ensemble, for example, mm-hmm. you'd have the tenors and the bass singers. So they're the lower singers. You'd have them reading a bass clef. Yeah. It's really hard to explain, honestly. Yeah. So, okay, so primary sense. school, it was it was just play along, enjoy. Now you're getting to the the theory behind it. Yeah. All. Mm. Uh, yeah. Theory was definitely never my strong suit. It still isn't. Um, even now, when I'm notating my original music, it still baffles me on how to do it. Sometimes I'll be like, "Do I tie this, or is it a crotchet? What note is it? What is that? What are you saying?" <laughs> What are you saying? Yeah. I know. Well, I'm asking what that term is. So the, the crotchet, it basically lasts for one beat. So you've got one, two, three, four. They're crotchet beats. Okay. Um, then you've got like half beats. So one, two, three, mm. four. Actually, I think that was Sydney Quaver. Let's hope my music teacher doesn't watch this. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the music notation side of things, um, I got it. I, I understand the basics of it. Uh, it still baffles me, but that's why I've got my dad and my godfather to help me. Mm. They both did music in high school and TAFE. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so they're lucky to have them. Yeah. Okay, so did they help you get through the theory of of high school music? Oh, absolutely. I probably wouldn't have passed year 10 music Mm. without them. Yeah. (laughs) At least the theory side of it. Yeah, okay. Yes. Okay, and what about the more practical stuff? Oh, the practical stuff was a breeze. Only thing I never agreed with with was the uh, songs we did. (laughs) Not your choice. Oh, no, we didn't get to choose. Our music teacher did. Don't get me wrong, the songs, they're amazing songs. I love them with a passion. It's just the songs she chose were not appropriate for the singers. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, okay. 
So yeah. we had, I think, five singers in my year 10 class. Mm-hmm. And we all were female and we all had high voices. You guys know Smoke on the Water? Yes. Imagine five sopranos trying to sing Smoke on the Water. Yeah, it just doesn't work well, does it? It no. doesn't. We were really thankful that we didn't have to perform that at our showcase last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other, some of the other songs were fine. Uh, we did Eye of the Tiger. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, not really suitable for our voices, but we managed it, which was fine. Uh, because of you by Kelly Clarkson, that was fine. That's a that's very high. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Um, do you think your teacher might have picked that to sort of push you to try? Uh, honestly, lower? I've got no idea. <laughs> okay. Let's just go. Okay. Yeah, but uh, no, high school music was a lot of fun. Uh, in year ten, so last year, I went through a vet course, so vocational education and training, mm-hmm. which is a separate pathway. It's like TAFE, but you do it inside of the school, and the school covers some of the cost. Okay. I did a music industry certificate three, uh, which I completed at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it enabled me to start recording my own music. So last year, me and three others, we released a song called Stand Strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on Triple J at the moment. And Very cool. yeah, we got to record with a producer and two Australians, uh, artists mm-hmm. uh, Milan Ring and KLP mm-hmm. uh, which was really fun because we got to see the insides of what we had to do in the music industry to record our own music and what was included in that with writing lyrics finding a melody and making sure everything was in sync with one another mm. wow so worthwhile experience oh absolutely yeah and you get credit for it mm, yeah. definitely that really helped yeah and what's anything surprised you going through that process about how the how it all works? Um, not necessarily surprised, but one of the more difficult things we had to do was copyright. So we did this whole uh, assignment on copyright laws and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we had to find two artists who sued either one or another for copying their music Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and the amount of information we found because of copyright laws Mm -hmm. and copyright infringement was actually really surprising Mm. okay so you've learned how to not do that now (laughs) yeah yes you shouldn't do that that's behind you and you don't have to face that again yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. so are the nerves any different when you have to stand up and sing to when you had to stand up and perform um no i'm pretty they're pretty much the same it's just in a sense, it's different because when I'm singing, I don't feel like I'm just in my own little world. I'm singing with my friends. Whereas when I was performing, I had to literally perform a play to a bunch of people I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was just the dynamics between high school and primary school performances is completely different mm. to what I was expecting. Okay. We'll take it a step further when you're performing out in public, like <clears throat> in Rundle Mall in Adelaide where I, I met you, you shared with me a few things that you do to like warm up and everything beforehand, but how are the nerves when you have to be in Rundle Mall in front of like thousands of people just walking past? Honestly, it's a lot easier than you'd think. Okay. I'm not sure if it's like it for everybody, but for me, performing in front of people I don't know 
it feels a lot easier less nerve-wracking than people you don't know because you know that you won't have to see them again mm. ah, yes, and the odds of running into the people who saw you performing in run the wall is next to a million mm. yeah unless there's one and then you come on the <laughs> 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 which is pretty cool but yes I, I was just um blown away with how you warm up and how you practice as well and take us through how you get prepared for when you have to sing um so it's really difficult when you're sick um but you have to try and warm up your voice despite being sick or having coughing fits or asthma mm-hmm. uh you really have to work your l- larynx mm-hmm. um so for men, it's where, just where your Adam's apple is. Um, how we found our larynx, which is what I learned in gospel, is that we have to swallow and then we feel a little ball drop here in your throat. We're doing it now. Everyone do it. Everyone do it. Okay, we're doing it. So swallow. You feel a little, oh, like there. Yeah, yeah, you feel a little ball drop. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll have it there and then my instructor joe she would have us raise our larynx by smiling like this using your cheeks and your eyes so you'll feel it slightly raise and then you want to make a frowny face to lower <laughs> it's not to make a frowny <laughs> so face weird we're <laughs> the good map <laughs> <laughs> but okay. yeah that's one of the exercises we would use so that's so what does that stretch, is it? Warms it up? Uh, it slightly warms it up, but it also prepares you as to where you need to go for your next line. Okay. Um, but in terms of warming up, we also use our tongue a lot. So to raise our soft palate, um, we do bubbles and we roll our tongue in uh, crescendos, which is, you don't know what a crescendo is? Nah. Well, it's the, the <laughs> well, big point, right? Is that? No? No, so a crescendo. <laughs> <laughs> you look like the fool this time. <laughs> <laughs> a crescendo is basically um, going up the scale. So, yeah. Um, you've also got pentatonic scale, which is what I actually did, not a crescendo. <laughs> okay. But yeah, crescendo is going um, from down to up, and you're like projecting and getting louder as you're oh, going. Yeah. There you go. Are you saying scales? Maybe you were meaning scales. Oh, look, I don't know. But uh, look, you heard it here. Uh, this is Life Burst. We're chatting to Julia, getting all the tips. Uh, and there is more to come, including uh, some music on the guitar that's behind me. Stay tuned. In Australia, juvenile arthritis affects one in 1,000 children. It's a silent yet common condition. Kids Arthritis is here to help support these children and their families. To help them, go to kidsarthritis.org. This has been a Raw Cut community service announcement. Welcome back to Life Burst here with Matt and Sarah. Today we're chatting with Julia and I'm excited about the next 10 minutes because it's like payback for the time that Matt made me dance in front (laughs) of the camera without any pre-warning. So now Matt gets to play the guitar in front of everybody but you know over the past few years Matt when we've been doing radio you said you've always wanted to learn so I did buy a guitar yeah I had great ambition so this is my chance Mm -hmm. this is your chance to shine with an audience from an actual musician (laughs) deep breaths yeah (laughs) hold in before out anyway Julia you've talked about Gospel Collective what Mm -hmm. is Gospel Collective why have they been such an influential part Mm -hmm. of your life 
Uh, well, Gospel Collective, um, it's not really, it's really hard to explain on the spot. I've never <laughs> actually had to do this before. Okay. Um, it's a massive group. Mm. Um, we've got three different uh, mini groups. So we've got the Jones Juniors, which are the cutest people ever. <laughs> Because like four to eleven, oh young, they're okay. so cute. I okay. love them. Okay. Um, you got the Jones Chorus, which is what I'm part of. Sorry, Gospel Chorus and Juniors, mm-hmm. um, which is twelve to sixteen. Then you got the Gospel Commentary, which is our adult group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we all sort of work together to put on entertainment mm-hmm. uh, with our director Charmaine Jones uh, for the Jones Gospel chorus it's joanna Arul tropiano uh she's a fantastic instructor uh a lot she has influenced me in so many ways when it comes to my music mm-hmm. um and what the group does is yeah we work collaboratively but we also we also support each other in trying to reach our best potential mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i first heard about gospel through a teacher at school he's also a part of it um, he sort of, yeah, he introduced me to her. I first saw them at the 2019 Lighting of the Christmas Tree in mm-hmm. Victoria Square. Mm-hmm. And this year will be my last performance with the Gospel Chorus. And we will be performing in Burnside Village for Christmas, okay. as well as the Adelaide Markets. Okay. So which you've will be in Victoria Lots Square. of opportunities. Absolutely. So this teacher, he saw something in you and he thought, hey, this is, you might be interested in this. Honestly, I don't know what he saw in me. <laughs> I think we could guess. Yeah. <laughs> I think we yeah. could guess what yeah. he saw, but yes. yeah. Yeah, fantastic. So that's been, a, as well as the school opportunities, the learning your own music, um, you've had this this outlet, uh, mm. extracurricular activity. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, brilliant. Mm. Now, beyond that, uh, your own music has started to, to bubble away in the background. Yeah. You mentioned your vet course you did with school. Uh, so... Tell us about the process of, of writing and creating your own music. Well, I started, I think, about two years ago. In August, uh, we had the one-year anniversary of my first single release. It's called Sting of Betrayal. Um, the process through that is um, complicated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we go through many different software types, and it's run through my uh, god godfather. And basically, he has a massive studio in his back room. Like, he's fully outfitted it for recording purposes. Mm-hmm. And he's got software and speakers and everything. Like, it's $30,000 in there or something. I don't know. Just a really good setup. Oh, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he he kind of made this track and he thought that I would be able to write something to it. Mm-hmm. So I wrote Sting of a Trail. And we released it in August last year, mm-hmm. and we had a lot of positive feedback from it, which was awesome. And in October this year, we have another uh, song being released. It's called Darling Accept It. It's basically telling people that it doesn't matter what other people think about you. You have to go at your own pace. You have to do what you got to do and don't give a hell what anyone else says. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So you're bringing the lyrics and and the vocals, and uh, your godfather's been involved in some putting some of the music together. Yeah. Yeah. Great collaboration. Oh, it's awesome. Mm. So the words just flow out of you so naturally, and 
yeah I when I write music I try to pin it in aspects of my life so real life experiences will be put into my songs mm-hmm. um for example one of my lyrics where um daddy told me I'm a strong little girl one day I'd be so powerful I'd take over the world it's just sort of telling people you can do anything you put your mind to mm. mm-hmm mm-hmm Right. Which is very true. Yeah. Very strong. Okay, it's guitar time now. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. All right. So we've got your guitar behind yes. you. This is, well, your guitar. <laughs> it's being rented yeah, yeah. <laughs> from o- my dad. Online. Yeah. <laughs> been around. So yeah. let's uh, take grab a the, guitar grab out. the guitar So this is a cold clock. Yes. My dad calls it Eleanor. I want to move yourself, scoot Look yourself after back. Eleanor. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, we're doing um, this. So this is your interview. Um, so now you guys teach me how to play the guitar, and I'm just gonna watch on. Okay, okay. so tell us for someone uh, now. I, I did buy a guitar with the intention to learn, but uh, for someone who hasn't picked it up before, yes. What have we got here? What? Are, where do we start? All right. Well, you know what this bit is. That uh, is is the long bit. <laughs> We're gonna be here for a long time. Fret, yeah, fret. <coughs> Sorry, <laughs> the neck of the guitar. Oh, no. Let me just play <laughs> thing is not Have a good glass for of water right now. It's going downhill from here. Uh, okay. Uh, yes, so, the fretboard. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. So this is a fretboard. The behind it's the neck. That's the okay, neck. Yeah. Good. All right. Excellent. So probably the easiest chord to do is the just two fingers. Put one here. Mm-hmm. And sorry, just try to remember my chords. Sorry, string down. Yep, and then put your second finger there. Okay. So for those e who minor. can't see this, we're, oh, this is an E minor. Okay, and then we strum. Mm-hmm. Just like the whole thing. So or do you recommend how, with how a thumb it? or with a finger? Just go whatever, with go with the flow. Oh, so like that. Oh, look at that. I think I had, try that again. E minor. In tune for once. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's, it's so funny, but the guitar I bought never was in tune. Ever. <laughs> like, ever. So, <laughs> okay, so that's one. That's yep. that's E. E, e, mo- e minor. E minor. E minor. Okay. All right. So the next chord I'm going to show you is C. So you want to put your first finger here. Now, can we? Oh, we can't up. quite see it in the shot, but that's all right. First finger where? Just here. So you want your first fret here on the second string. Yep. 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 Next one on this fourth string, and then up here okay and so look, this is true i guess it depends on how you i guess you get used to it how long your fingers are and where you mm. how not to touch the other strings yeah um so <laughs> <laughs> something like that you yeah? just have to try not to touch the other strings yeah this sounds like my other guitar <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what are we playing you're playing a c chord c chord beautiful Something like that, yep. and then we put minor. I've got to not do that. So it takes a little bit, doesn't it, to oh, adjust definitely. to get your fingers and your positions right. Um, and do another one. And then the rhythm I found when I learned to, yeah, the, the transitioning between that takes quite a while. Um, yeah, should we do one more? Yep. Um, let's get you doing a G chord. It's, Took me about two years to figure out how to do it. Hey, look, go make a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to put your first finger here? Up here. Wow, yeah. you got a bit Second here. 
Yeah. And your third one at the bottom of the same fret. Oh, the same. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Let's see if I can guess. All right, let's go. Let's do this. Something like that. Is that right? Yeah, just move your this one across <laughs> a little bit because you don't want to be touching the fret. Yep. G. There you go. All right. Those are the th three basic chords of pretty much any song in the world. Now play a song for your wife that's going to be watching this, I've forgotten the other one. Well, we'll see that one. <laughs> Yep. Oh, look at that. This song's for you, Rebecca. Uh, <laughs> maybe you do want to go make a cup of tea. <laughs> good. Well, that's very good. So uh, what would you say to people who are just starting out? Like, did, I mean, you started very young, so it, I guess it came, those fr the frustration of having to, to fit around that. You just worked with it? I was a very unpatient five-year-old. Okay, very impatient. <laughs> um, then uh, most advice I can give to someone just learning guitar is be really patient. You probably won't get it straight away. Um, yeah, it's not an easy instrument, but speaking from the other side, guitar is statistically the easiest instrument to learn. There you go, Matt. you got no problem. Yeah, okay, <laughs> that's good. Hey, look, well... Take when us we, out. When Take we us come out. back, uh, we are going to hear from a real musician and uh, Julie is going to play for us her original song, which is uh, available now. So uh, don't go too far away. Raw Cut is also on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter with the handle Raw Cut AU. Welcome back to Life Bus here with Matt and Sarah. Today we're chatting with Julia and after Matt's failed attempt at learning how to play the guitar. <laughs> yes. I was trying to say that real serious like, but it just didn't work. It's, uh, it's time to move on. You did well. You did well. Okay. I'm sure you'll have the guitar out and you'll be like yeah, really good you. in no time. Thank you. But Julia is going to play us uh, a song now, one of your original tracks. Tell us about the song. Tell us about the process of how it came to be. So the song's called Darling Accept It. It's about empowering yourself and not listening to others when they put you down. Mm -hmm. uh, I originally came up with a sequence of chords that I liked and a rhythm. And then I brought it to my godfather, who's also my producer. And yeah, he created a really amazing track for mm. it. And I'm excited to play it. Fantastic. Well, we've got a live acoustic version for us now here on Life Burst. So... Take it away, Julia. Daddy told me I'm a strong little girl. One day I'd be so powerful I'd take over the world. Down the east side of Texas where no man ain't afraid runs a big old man sending him my way. Sipping his ice cold beer, look me dead in the eye I'm not too shy to say bye 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 Man in charge, just a Louisville slugger Well it's time to say goodbye, oh what a bugger Strong, proud, don't take none from anyone Not afraid, this certainly ain't my favourite place Tall, sweet, perfectly imperfect I'm in charge now, darling, accept it I'm 
unstoppable rage of power Let anyone make you sour Don't cry, don't fall, don't crumble Cast your weakness, don't you dare fumble Stay in the lead in your game of chess Don't let them know your next move, keep them impressed Be the leader, stay the course and be the castle Don't take none from anyone Not afraid, this certainly ain't my favorite place Tall, sweet, perfectly imperfect I'm in charge now Strong, proud, don't take none from anyone Not afraid, this certainly ain't my favorite place Tall, sweet, perfectly imperfect I'm in charge now Darling, accept it Fantastic. Beautiful song. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And so that one is available now. It's brand new. It's getting some radio airplay and uh, available streaming a number of places. Yes, it's very exciting. What is sort of your inspiration behind that song? It's got a lot of powerful words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, as a child, I was bullied and I still get bullied. Um, yeah, pretty much a whole life it's been bullying. Um it's never been nice and I was always, always sort of the outcast of every sort of circle of friendship groups I've had. Um, writing music was sort of my only way to be me. Mm-hmm. So when writing this song, I knew that I wanted this song to be powerful and I wanted it to show those people who put me down that I could do anything and I wasn't going to fall for their lives. Mm. Most powerful in itself. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. I'm sure that there are many people listening that would be able to hold on to some of the words that are in that song as well. Mm. It made them feel empowered too. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> so the uh, you've given us an acoustic version of the song, but uh, the recording will, will, will bring in other elements of production. The recording will be much different. Yeah, okay. Okay. So originally how this track was, it's gone through many different genres in creating this track. Right. It mm-hmm. started out as a country song. Okay. Then it went to rock, then country pop, and now pop. And now we've got like synths and stuff. Okay. It's actually, the recording sounds really cool. I love the recording. Um, it's just me, when I play it, I play it completely different to how the recording is. Because in the recording, you can't have it exactly the same live without like a full band. Yeah. Um, but it, no, really, it's awesome. Yeah. I kind of fell in love with the track as soon as I heard it. Yep. Um, I was there for the entire process, but when I played it back the other day, I just my heart melted okay you're like this is mine and i did it yeah <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah. well tell us again the name of the song and uh, your it's your full name is the artist's name yes. so where can people find it so the song is called darling acceptor and my name is julia overeem ending in m for maria uh-huh. <laughs> yes not at or not n <laughs> yeah yes and they'll be able to find that track and uh, previous release as well yeah. that you've been describing. Um, yeah, so my first single, Sting and Betrayal, will be, is already available on every platform. Yeah. This is and cool. another original it will be only available on Triple J. It's called Stand Strong. Mm. There we go. Brilliant.
what a way to overcome bullying and to get <laughs> yeah. through that as well. Yeah. Little outlet. It must not have been much fun going through that. No. No. Is if there was like sort of some advice you could give to this isn't the final question, but if there was some advice you could give to people who might be going through bullying right now at, at school, what would you say to them? Don't listen to them. You're your own person and the only reason they're picking on you is because they're jealous of everything you are that they aren't. Mm. This is very true. Wow. Yeah. Well, Julia, thank you so much for, for sharing. You can see the way that your life has progressed and uh, that you have uh, grown in confidence and uh, in understanding of who you are. And that that's, I guess, climaxes in this song in a way, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, your life so far and plenty more to come. Do you think uh, music will be a part of your future? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's no way that it's, that's going anywhere. So what's next? Uh, continue to record, continue to progress on my music and give people a good time. That's a great goal. Yes, it does. It does. (laughs) Uh, And now for the final question of our show in the last final minutes that we have left here together, uh, if you had one piece of advice to share with people who might be listening to this on radio or a podcast or might be watching on YouTube or Facebook or community television, what would that piece of advice be, Julia? Keep going. Don't stop what you're doing. If you're passionate about what you're doing, if you're passionate about your work, keep persevering through. You'll reach struggling points, but they'll all be worth it in the end. Excellent. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much, Julia, for coming in today on Life First with Matt and Sarah and sharing your life story with us, including your music as well. And creating a very memorable moment for Matt. Yeah, that's right. Look, you go I should, home and tell your children. Should take now. on that advice myself. And <laughs> next week, it'll no. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Excellent. Well, this has been Life Bursts. Uh, we love sharing stories uh, of people just like Julia, who uh, uh, you, you in your local school, your local community uh, are just uh, inspirational people. So we hope you've enjoyed today. I'm Matt. And I'm Sarah. You can catch up with Life Burst with Matt and Sarah wherever you get your podcasts from on community television, radio, and YouTube and Facebook. We'll see you next time. Life Bursts is hosted by Matthew Karat and Sarah Freeman with production by Reese Jarrett and Kay Hoshra Ozadigan. For more episodes of Life Bursts, go to rawcut.com.au. This is a Raw Cut production.